What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Four Sideball Podcast. You're tuning in with your boy Rich, and I'm here with my buddies Tom and JD, and we're about to get this thing started. Let's go. All right, all right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a brand new episode for everybody. Oh, we're at 146 right now. How's everybody doing? Doing good, Rich. How you doing? Doing great, man. Uh, this seems like the weather's a little slowing down, man. Getting a little, getting a little cooler out, so that means we're getting closer to football, man. About a week away, man. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know, well, it's not down here because it, it was hot and hot and humid <laughs> all week until this uh, you know, her getting the remnants of this hurricane. But uh, uh, other than that. Looks like it's going to be a nice, real nice weekend. Humidity's dropping off, but yeah, it's going to be uh, hoodie time soon, and uh, you know, break out the uh, the outdoor fires and the, the s'mores and all that that fun stuff. Getting football ready. Yeah, get the tailgating ready. Looking forward to uh, checking out one of these Cincy games this season. So, are oh, you going to go to one of the uh, college games? Uh, no, not. Oh, I'll be going to the like, yeah, probably some of like college games, but the uh, uh, pro games, I'll probably check out one. I gotta see who's uh, who they're playing. Yeah, Joey Joey B was back at practice today. Yep. As long as he stays healthy, they're gonna be in a good spot. I mean, they got yeah. the uh, the weapons to beat everybody. So. Yep. So I mean, let's get right into it. Since we're on the NFL, uh, players not being available. Your boy uh, Johnny T couldn't get a trade, so I mean, he's still on pup, but he'll be out for four four games. You know, you hear Chris Ballard came out today and basically said, like, we don't want to trade him. We don't want to get rid of him. Obviously, he's a good player. I think this this running back thing is just coming to a head a little bit. And, uh, you know, with it, it just doesn't help when your when your owner comes out and starts talking about how, you know, we're not gonna, <laughs> basically we're not paying running backs. We can we can, you know, yank them out of the you know fifth, sixth round, whatever that we can just throw somebody in there. Right. Um, but you got you got a guy like Taylor who who's had you know since his rookie season really has has been pretty productive. Uh, I know he had a bit of a down year last year for him, but you know injuries and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, I think they're best suited to to hold on to him and and pair him up with Richardson and 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 kind of figure that that thing out. Uh, I mean, if they don't want to sign him at the end of the year, they don't want to sign him. But you know, you heard rumblings of the Packers trying to get a hold of him and mm-hmm. the Dolphins and and whatnot. Um, I, I think the guy's still a playmaker. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, obviously he'll be out for four weeks uh, with the with the minimum four weeks with the pup. But I'd expect him to come back, you know, healthy as ever after that, because he's going to be playing to playing for that next contract. Contract, yeah. Then uh, I'm hearing rumors that they're probably looking to get a uh, like Kareem Hunt or somebody to fill in while he's uh out for those four games. So uh, that might be a nice little fantasy pickup as a free agent or something, if, in case you need another running back. But I mean, don't don't hear this on Friday. It'll be too late. So, <laughs> I mean, outside of that, I mean, your boy Trey Lance, he got traded to the Cowboys. And he said he was happy about it. Gave him it's going to give him a fresh start. I mean, hopefully, um, hopefully he can make something out of his career, man. Not be a bust. Yeah, I mean, it's going to go down as one of the worst trades of all time. San Fran giving up, I think it was three first round picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they, they showed what what a uh, um, Miami turned it into. Uh, True. Yeah. It was like Tyreek, Tua, and something else. I mean, just a, they got a whole load for Trey Lance. Yep. Sometimes it's it's a you know need for a fresh start, but my my guess is if Kyle Shanahan can't can't get that guy right, I don't know. Maybe Mike McCarthy can. I I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he has similar traits to uh to Dak, but I mean Dak had way more experience. The only thing he's just lacking experience, so he's gonna have to figure out some way how to get experience. 
I mean, who, who knows? Maybe Dak goes out and he gets to play some more. But I mean, going to be interesting to see what uh, he puts out on the field because basically, uh, I mean, you couldn't beat out Brock Purdy and uh, your boy Sam Darnold. So I mean, he, that means he has to be bad at either reading defenses or or something's off, you know, on the mental side of the game. So yeah, yeah, for sure. And then uh, I mean, outside of that, I mean, we had a uh, hard knocks that wrapped up the fourth episode. Good episode, man. I'm just a little sad. Uh, I mean, about about the other news that came out about the guys that got cut. So we'll probably see that yeah. on next week's episode. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, two of the guys that they've kind of covered pretty pretty heavily in in cap and uh, uh, Tanzel Smith were were cut yesterday. Tanzel's back on the practice squad already, which you know he's been up and down with the Jets and and the practice squad for a few oh, he's years. You said uh you said uh who uh smart or the um oh Tanzel smart yeah yeah smart, yeah yeah, yeah. But I'm happy I'm happy I'm happy he is man because uh he's busting his ass man he's doing good man and for him being a seventh year to be bouncing around like that man um yeah, kind of root for guys like that so it's not easy but but fortunately um they do pay the the practice squad guys fairly well now which is good yeah two hundred thousand I mean yeah <laughs> I, I, he's doing all right um I mean it used to be again. It, all things relative, it was like I think they made like seventy five grand for for a year, yeah, yeah. which is I mean for playing you know being there for four months or five months. I know you have to do other things in the off season on that, but still yeah. like not a, a terrible thing to be getting paid to play sports, right? So oh no no definitely not. But yeah, you know you you hope that uh, you know when they when they kind of um, you know focus in on these these kind of the, the borderline players that, that he, you get one of them that makes the team. Unfortunately, in the Jets case, they they, they lost both of theirs. Um, it does look like that the cap uh, will not be returning to the practice squad. Dang, man. But I, I do like, um, I like those receivers they let go. Which ones? Uh, both of them. Uh, was it Brandley or something like that? And uh, those, the, other, the other short guy. Yeah, I mean, they, they love uh, Gibson and uh, Brownlee. So I mean I, I I figured it would be hard for them to cut either of those guys and then you got obviously you got Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb. So there's there's five guys right there. Um, it's just it's tough, right? I mean no one likes no one likes to to, to get you know have, have these guys get cut, but uh, you know you try you try to try to fit them on somewhere where you can and and then you know you hope that it doesn't come back to burn you and it, it will. I mean they, they cut mm-hmm. Woodhead you know in '09 or whatever it was and. He went to Belichick and, and, you know, obviously played really well there. And, and the Jets probably regretted regretted cutting him. It is what it is. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You can't keep everybody. Right. So, and then who who's who, who's to say that if uh, you would have kept somebody on your team, they would have turned out the same way. So Exactly. Um, and, and I was listening to, um, I think it was Burt Breer who was talking about it. It's just like all, all they can do, all the Jets can do, or all any NFL team can do is make the decision based on where they are today. So all the information that you have at the time is what you do. So you make you make that and, and then you move forward. Yeah, definitely, man. But that's the thing. The only thing is uh like the kind of like the smart situation. I hate to see those like those guys that you know have been working their ass off and they get cut. But ultimately man, it's good. you know, it's, like I said, you can't keep everybody, man. But I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how uh things shake up on this last episode. So for sure, for sure. And then outside of that, there was uh wasn't really much else in football. I mean, outside of uh, I know they announced the uh, undisputed, you know, came back with uh your boy Skip Bayless. Skip Skip Bayless, he got like thirty five dudes on there with him, um, debating people. 
and then we're still waiting on the, the Shannon Sharp deal with uh, ESPN. So, I mean, outside of that, it wasn't really much else. No, no, not at all. And then uh, on to the NBA. I mean, not much here. USA's uh, 3 three zero right now. So, I mean, the last game wasn't really close. They won by like 40 or 50, something crazy. So, <laughs> finally. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be interesting to see uh, after the, if they can win their, uh, like, like, I won't say bracket, but like uh, group and then go on to the next round. That's when the harder the competition is going to happen. So um, it's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how they can when they get into kind of the uh, uh, the metal rounds, how, you know, how they do how they do there. Um, it looks like they're finally starting to kind of figure things. Sometimes it just takes a couple games to figure these things out, too. I mean, you can play all the exhibitions you want. Yeah. Um, until you can kind of figure out the roster, you know, like they've kind of figured out that Austin Reeves plays well with certain guys and maybe, mm-hmm. you know, Ingram is, isn't as great. Uh, so yeah, he's not a, he's not a pass. He's not a team player. Right. He's more of a go give me a bucket type of player. So. Exactly. Exactly. So you figure out where these guys are going to be. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll have to wait and watch NBA won't be too far along after football starts. So we're going to have our hands loaded in a few months with games and parlays. So, Definitely looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. But then not too much here in uh, MLB. Like we said before, it's over for the Yankees. Pretty much just uh, seeing how these last few games play out for some of these teams that are trying to get in the playoffs. And then we'll have, uh, you know, playoff baseball. So, Yeah, you know, hitting the uh, the last month here. You know, I, for, for whatever it's worth, I do like what the Yankees are doing now, at least just clearing house, yeah. getting the young guys up. I mean, Jason Dominguez, they've been talking about him for, you know, a few years now. I'm glad they pulled him up. They pulled up. They pulled up everybody, and you know they're not that they're playing out the string, but they're trying to find spots for these guys. And and you know they kind of got to figure out their roster moving forward. It's you know they cut Josh Donaldson. They put um, Harrison Bader, who I, I do like. They put him on uh, waivers. That you know they probably put a couple other guys out there, but um, it also allows those guys to find a spot, maybe get on a playoff team or something like that. So yeah. Before the uh, before the season's up. Yeah, and uh, you know the Orioles are just who just saw like, this coming. They, yeah, you know, they were. It's it's wild. You know, happy for them. They, they've been they've been pretty bad <laughs> for a pretty long time. <laughs> time, yeah. Uh, they got they got a good young team, and, and obviously the Rays are, are are still sitting up there. Um, and you're gonna have a, you're gonna have a fun race in the West. Uh, Mariners have won I think 21 games this month, uh, which is wild. Um, yeah. Most wins they've ever had in a month. Uh, they've uh, jumped up and overtaken the, the Strohs and the Rangers in the West. So, yeah, the West should be interesting. you got three teams all within a half game of each other. Uh, it'll be fun uh, coming down the stretch. Yeah, definitely will, man. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Some, I feel like there's no – I don't well, – outside the Rays, I mean, I feel like there's really no – like superior team um, is looking like. In, in the NL, you get the, the Braves still kind of wrecking house. Um just mowing yeah, down but, everyone that comes their way. I didn't realize Acuna had uh, 60 stolen bases. I don't know how I missed that's that. That's a lot. Yeah. He's batting like 330 with, you know, 30 homers, and he's going to end up with over 100 RBIs, and he's going to have, you know, probably 70 stolen bases. Yeah, man, that's a, that's a remarkable uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, feat to have, man. Um, and, and he's, and he, you know, I think he's up there for MVP. Freddie Freeman, I think, in his 12th years, is having a hell of a season. Uh, and then Matt Olson, uh, you know, he's got 43, 44 home runs. So NL MVP is, is kind of wide open. But uh, on the AL side, obviously they had the, I don't know if we talked, we didn't talk about it last week, did we? Just Shohei Otani. Um, well, not really, no, no, we didn't, we didn't talk about it. Yeah, so, so Shohei has uh, the, the old uh, UCL tear, which is the 
uh, the vaunted Tommy John surgery needed. Surgery. Um, mm-hmm. Well, they're trying to figure out still if it's needed or not. But, you know, I think Shohei was looking at a massive, massive payday uh, this yep. offseason. And uh, this could hamper that uh, a little bit. So uh, we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. Still, you know, probably with just the bat is probably still an MVP. <laughs> yep. So um, I still think someone probably, you know, pays him a ton of money in hopes that he can he can pitch again. This would, this would be his second Tommy John surgery. He had it in 2018, too. So I, I don't know. It, it, they were talking about it like, you know, what if they made him like a, like a closer or like a, a, you know, a longer reliever so he's not pitching, you know, yeah pitching and playing and pitching you know or, or maybe they make him a I, I don't know what they but uh sad to see that for him more than anything because he's been awesome awesome to watch but oh yeah hopefully he can come hopefully he can come back from it yeah definitely man hopefully you know like i said hopefully he bounces back quick from it it's not hopefully it's not anything you know career ending or anything serious like that because those are some tough surgeries to come back from when it comes to uh being a pitcher so uh, but I feel like lately, most of those guys that have been having them, they've been coming back fine with them. So, um, yeah. I mean, we'll have to wait and see, though. On to PGA. I mean, we had this guy, who, uh, Hoblin. Never heard of this guy before. <laughs> I told freaking, you about him last week. Freaking came out of nowhere. Like a bat out of hell. I want to say this is like the best, one of the best, uh, like, rounds I've seen in a long, long time, man. I mean, you know. Going back the week before when he he uh, he shot 61 uh, with a 28 on the back nine um, to to win the BMW out in uh, BMW yeah the BMW out in Chicago and then just rolled it in and, and threw a four four round total of minus 19 up there on the board uh, just you know just crazy I mean the guy was like all over flag sticks he he was awesome and and it was uh yeah it was it was wild. Yeah, for him to for him to come back from such a deficit and still have such a huge gap like that, it just like it's it's just one of those things. It was his day. Uh, yep. There's nothing you could do about it, man. Hats off to him. That were definitely well deserved. So one guy I didn't put any money down on, man. <laughs> I told you about him. I told you after that after that round he had. I was like, man, this guy is way too far to, to even. Uh, but he just man, if I would have saw that coming. <laughs> I think if you I think you could have put down like five bucks to win like two hundred something crazy like that, but man, so I I'm, I'll catch the next one. Yep. But uh, that's pretty much they're pretty much done for a while, right? PGA or uh, the yeah the Ryder Cup is uh is next up. Was that two weeks away or? That'll be end of September. Oh, so yeah, probably longer. So. Yeah. So I mean, they get a nice little rest. So. Yeah, and, and it's just you know they they had the you know it was the big the big controversy this week was you know because there's six automatic qualifiers and then um, the captain Zach Johnson gets to pick the other six guys and you know it, it was pretty clear you know for the most part he was going to pick it kind of came down to you know he had Kepka, uh, Ricky, uh, Colin Morikawa, and Spieth were kind of the ones that were were almost a lock and then the last two you know they had Sam Burns, Justin Thomas. Who they ended up picking, both those guys, and you kind of had Finau and and uh, Lucas Glover and and Keegan kind of sitting on the outside. You know, if unfortunately, you know, you, <laughs> I, you know, I've had this argument a few times with people already. It's like, you know, Justin Thomas isn't playing well right now, but mm-hmm. I, I think what people fail to realize, you, you know, and if you're not if if you're a casual golfer and you see, well, Justin Thomas didn't even make the playoffs and and blah blah blah. 
the guy uh, is awesome in match play, and and you know he's got a sixteen and five record in um, between the Presidents Cup and uh, the Ryder Cup. He's like the heart and soul of the team. Uh, he's one of the few guys who actually you know shows emotion and and can kind of get people riled up. And you know he's going to be the the bane of the you know the the he's going to be the target for the uh, for the European fans in Rome. And he kind of takes it all on straight. He's kind of like, maybe not to this extent, but kind of like the younger version of what Ian Poulter is uh, for the European team, right? Like, okay. uh, Poulter is kind of a, a lightning rod. And, you know, the, the American fans hated him, and but he would always hit these big pots and big shots. And I think that's kind of where Justin Thomas is in, in these kind of events. And, and he plays so well with Jordan Spieth. And so I... I you know, I think some people are getting on Zach Johnson for, for making that pick, but I, you know, I make that pick a hundred times out of a hundred. Yeah. You just never know, man. No. But it should be a fun few weeks oh, well, yeah. uh, before, you know, next event. So some time off, they'll get over to Rome, enjoy themselves some nice Italian food and, and uh, you know, looking to win the for the first time overseas in 30 years. They haven't won since 93. Yeah, that's a long time, man. Might as well. Uh, might as well give it up, man. <laughs> sound, sound like the woman's UConn well, team. Yeah, well, I mean, so you can set up the course however you like. So, like, they they set it up in Europe, uh, especially recently, for, you know, tighter courses, more demanding tee shots, thicker rough. Because the U.S. players typically want to just bomb it uh, as far as they can and try to hack something up onto the green, uh, whereas the Europeans are more... Uh, deliberate, I would say. Uh, you know, they're they're hitting more fairways, hitting more greens, taking the taking the pars, not making the big mistakes. So the, I think the U.S. has just kind of gone about it the wrong way uh, in terms of team building out there and then trying to you know change the change the way that they play a little bit. So hopefully they've they've learned. I think that you know this team's a little bit different than ones they've constructed in the past. So we'll we'll see uh, we'll see how they how it all plays out. Yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, this is the year to uh, get it together. So, mm-hmm. otherwise, the streak continues. And then uh, it's that time again, ladies and gentlemen. We got another edition of JD's Bites and Brew, which you got for us. This week, uh, we got a uh, sausage. Uh, you know, now let's get a little bit cooler. Okay. I'm going to go with a sausage and potato soup. Um, okay. So, so this is pretty basic. I mean, uh, the broth is uh, low-sodium low uh, chicken broth. Uh, so you get that in there. Um, I'm going to take – I couldn't find any ground sausage, so I, I took some, uh, some, some chicken sausage, cut it up, and uh, – and cut the casing off, get that uh, into the uh, onto the stove to get it a little browned up. Took the potatoes, uh, kind of cut them up, washed them, and got them in with the broth so they they could uh, they could cook down a little bit. Uh, threw some onion in there, uh, a little bit of cream, not too much. I wanted to keep it more of a brothy type soup. Uh, okay. Kind of kept it pretty basic. Did some did some spices, some some you know salt, pepper, garlic, a little bit of basil, oregano. Uh, kind of just mix that all together when the sausage was ready, put that in, let it simmer down, 
and yeah, just had a, a nice, pretty, pretty fairly plain and basic, you know, sausage soup kicking off the soup season. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, man. You can't go wrong, man. Um, Top it with a little bit of uh, shaved Parmesan. I mean, that's the, that's the way to go, man. Um, you got to get, you gotta get your nice little uh, bread to dip it in. So you mm-hmm. all set, man. Oh, yeah. Gotta get, I had to get that. Yeah, I, I, I try to wait till the last second to get the bread because I like it nice and fresh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. And it lasts longer, too, so. Yeah. And then uh, what did you guys drink that down with? I know uh, we had a banger last week, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so again with, with with fall season on the uh the horizon here. Uh actually going with a cider this week. Um Okay. It's from a, a place in Charlotte here uh called Red Clay Cider. I've seen a few of these around, but I figured, you know, and I've tried, I've tried I think I tried one of them before, but but this was the first uh full full pint I tried, so it was called a Raspberry Crumble. Okay. Um, so it's similar, you know, we've, we've talked about the sours in the past how they kind of have this uh Kind of some of these pastry type sours. So this is kind of similar to that. It was a, it's a raspberry uh, pastry cider. So it's got a ton of um, raspberry vanilla, kind of that um, graham crackery taste. Uh, mm-hmm. They put caramel um, and then cinnamon. So it was it was really uh, uh, you know like you're kind of eating a dessert. But uh, as opposed to like the sour there, I don't think that there was any lactose in there, so it wasn't like creamy. It was more. Mm-hmm. It still had that kind of that that cidery lightness to it. So although it was it was sweet, um, it had a uh, and it had the the cinnamon which I enjoyed. Um, it wasn't like too heavy. I feel like sometimes you get those sour the thicker sours and it's like one of them and you're like ugh. Um, okay. It kind of it kind of sounds like a uh, like a cheesecake kind of like a cheesecake sort, flavor. Yeah, very similar. Yep. So. Yeah, I went. I went with that. Uh, thought it was, you know, I, I thought it was really good. I, I was impressed. I wasn't sure, you know, kind of going in what what I <laughs> what I was going to get, um, but was was pretty uh, pretty impressed with it. So um, I'd probably give it a give it like a seven point seven. Oh, oh, that's good, man. I yeah, you, it was good. I, I thought he was going to fall off after that nine, man. Close <laughs> to that nine, man. <laughs> it, it was good. You know, I it, it would almost have, I, I like. Almost like if you, if I had it like warmed up, I, I would be curious what it would taste like. You know what I mean? Like if it was like a like a like a hot wine type type of deal. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Maybe uh. But over, hmm. overall. Uh, I mean, it still sounds good, man. The flavor, like I said, the flavor sounds good. And when I was kind of getting a cheesecake vibe uh, when you were saying yeah. it, so I'm glad the 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 blend of flavors tastes good. So it doesn't uh it wasn't like overly uh sugary or. Didn't mm-hmm. leave a bad taste in your mouth, so definitely have to add that to the list as well, man. Yeah, good one. A good one to get. And uh, that's JD's Bites and Brew, everybody. And then uh, this week for the BRRs, I mean, still uh, searching far and wide for some uh, shows in this desolation land out here. Um, <laughs> I mean, we still got the... I did I did finish Night Agent. Yeah, man, it's about time, man. I know. I, I was like, I told Michelle, I was like, Rich has been ragging on me to watch this one for a while now. Yeah, it was a solid show, uh, I, man. You know, I, I watched, I feel like I watched like a few minutes of it and then Michelle fell asleep or something, so I turned it off. But I don't know why I didn't go back to it. Like, I, you know, you, you and Tom were like raving about it. I, I kind of, I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, for one of like the original, I want to say, yeah, like original shows that came out. Um, It was pretty mm-hmm. good, man. Um, yeah. Kind of Jason, Jason Bornish. Kind of. Uh, yeah. But, you know, he, he didn't got, he didn't have the skills like him yet, but. But definitely uh, setting it up for a lot to come. So 
Yeah, curious to see where they they take this now with with the actual. You know, they could go like they could almost go like Claire Danes and and uh, I can't remember the name of the show right now. Um, what was that show where she was like the the special agent that was going over to like Afghanistan and Iraq and Homeland? Homeland, yeah. They, they could almost I, like. I, I, but I feel like it, that, right? Yeah, but I feel like it'd be a lot more action. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Compared to less, old man, so less, less, they, that was more of like you know being a spy, being the actual yeah. spy. Where I feel like he would be more, more of the action, the action yeah. type. So yeah, that it, it'd be less espionage, more action. Um, exactly. But def, definitely they're gonna keep him on uh, like some type of conspiracies. So it's gonna be interesting to see what kind of like conspiracy type of type of situation they put him in. On the mm-hmm. next one, but you know the writers on strike, so um, who, who's to say it might be a long time before we get this one though. Terrible. But still, I mean, in the meantime, you can check out uh, Special Ops Linus. Talking about it before, it's a good show, Paramount Plus. That uh, you know, secret agent feel, you know, espionage, you know, dealing with Iraqi stuff like that. Outside of that, there was uh, I actually checked out uh, I went back and watched uh, what you call it uh, Invasion. On uh, Apple, mm. I'll probably give the first season a little higher rating. I think I gave it like a 5.5. Probably have to give it maybe like a 6. But, I mean, second season started, uh, like two, episode 2. Um, the show's okay. Gives you a little alien filler if you like uh, alien TV shows or those invasion type shows. But hopefully, it seems like the second season is going to be a lot better than the first. So, uh, let's, let's see how it plays out. Only, only on episode 2. So, outside of that, I mean, they got the new Star Wars show. Still haven't checked that out yet. Yeah, I don't um, watch it either. I think I'm gonna wait for it to finish and then I'll, you know, binge watch it through. Um, because I'm hearing mixed reviews about it. Uh, Tom said it wasn't good, so I thought you like, liked the first. I thought you said you liked the first couple episodes. Oh, maybe I saw some. Somebody else said they were didn't like it, but it seemed like it. Was, it seems like from the previews they might have a lot more action in it with the Jedi's. I like when they have the Jedi's actually fighting. You know, forget all this peaceful stuff. So, uh, <laughs> and then uh. Checked out, uh, they got a show on uh, HBO Max called Telemarketers. Pretty much shows about this uh, company, uh, CGA or something like that, who uh, were like the reasons why uh, telemarketing is the is the way it is now and how they were, uh, you know, in cahoots with certain people to, you know, um, funnel money from people uh, based off their so-called affiliations with the police department and other entities. Um, so it's like an ep- episodic uh show and then episode three right now nice little watch and then uh outside of that it's uh there's the the documentary the bs high school um mm-hmm. it's about this coach started his own school has some uh overage kids uh, on a team ended up uh playing like some of the best high schools in the state and uh, ended up on espn um this is this is wild man i don't want to give it away but uh was this the was this the I think I I remember the the real story on this one. This is out of Ohio, right? Yeah, this is it's the real story. It's about the guy. It's it's, it's like a it's, a it's a documentary on the guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I remember when the story came out. Um, kind of wild. I I do remember it now. Um, it was yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, they interviewed the guy and then the kids. Um, I don't want to give it away, man, but it's crazy, man. Like this guy, yeah. like. This guy's made for TV. When you see the coach that put together the mm-hmm. team, it's hilarious, man. But definitely check it out. It's like an hour. It's like an hour and a half, hour. Definitely, it'll keep you glued when you're watching it. You're like, what the hell? I can't believe this. Um, <laughs> it's it's kind of funny, too, when you watch it. It's sad. I won't say sad, but it's like, 
Uh, it's sad what happened as far as like the uh, like what he did to the kids. Right. Because there's there's some other stuff behind it what he did supposedly. Right. Don't want to make any mm-hmm. allegations. Um, but there's a lot of stuff going on in, in that doc, man. It's crazy. They they could definitely make this into a show, which is wild, man. I mean, outside of that, really wasn't wasn't much else. I mean, finished uh, Temptation Island and Love Island. You know, those are reality trash TV shows. I'm looking for some new stuff to watch. You gotta watch. You should watch Righteous Gemstones. I, I think you'd like it. It's a good. Uh, I know we talked about it a couple times. It's 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 worth the watch. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, start that tonight, man. Um, it's it's quick quick thirty minute episodes. It's it's uh it's pretty entertaining. Yeah, it has a and it has people I like on there too. So yeah, um, yeah, I'll definitely check that out tonight. And then uh, I checked out that vampire movie. Uh, the was it the last ship to the, on the Dimitri or something? Mm-hmm. Pretty much, it's about like how Dracula was a uh, ship from um, uh, Russia to England on mm-hmm. the ship. It's pretty much about the ship, him traveling on the ship. So, I mean, we heard we heard the story before, but I mean, they they set it up for more. But I don't know if they're gonna get to it. It was okay. It was okay movie. Not much. Uh, it's not much you can do with with a vampire on the ship. No, it kind of kind of limited on, on uh on what's going on yeah so i mean like i said it was an okay movie um definitely something you could check out i'm gonna wait to halloween uh as we get closer to october um to watch but i mean as far as movies there's not really much out out there did you watch the um uh the adam sandler the new one uh what is it you're not you're not invited to my apartments for or something oh uh, no i never heard of that one where is it? Oh, yeah. that on so Netflix? It's, or? It's new one on Netflix. This came out, I think, uh, in the last week. Um, okay. I haven't watched it yet, but I, I watched a preview and I uh, talked to Michelle's sister. She she said it was hilarious, and it's it's now Adam Sandler's like highest ranked movie on Rotten Tomatoes of all time. So and it's I'm called curious. it's called you you're not invited to my bar mitzvah. You're not yeah you're not invited to my bat mitzvah. It's about his it's about his daughter. I think I think his daughter is the star of the, or the the lead actress or whatever. I was just watch that. Uh, oh, you you are so not invited to my Bob Yeah, so oh, that's the extra sauce on there. Okay, yeah, a little extra sauce. It's got a ninety-six percent on Rotten Tomato. Oh damn! I definitely have to check that out. Um, <laughs> and uh, she said it was hilarious. Yeah, I just went. Yeah, I just went to Netflix. They got uh some other stuff. I might have to check out too. So yeah, but I mean, like I said, it wasn't really much else. I mean, as far as those, they have some movies I can probably watch, like Barbie and. Mm-hmm. Oppenheimer, but I'll wait on those. I want not in the mood. I gotta be in the mood to watch those. There's the Indiana Jones, but I don't really remember the other one, so I'm probably not gonna watch mm-hmm. that one. I did want to watch the new uh, Mission Impossible. Uh, I did hear that was good, but I, but it's like a three hour movie, so I gotta be in the mood for that too. Uh, that's a lot mm-hmm. of Tom Cruise for one sitting. That it is. And then uh, the Equalizer Three, I think that came out today, so I'm gonna watch that in a few weeks. It's not really much else, man. Like I said, still looking for stuff in this desolate land, man. When do you think uh, you think they're going to uh, to um, end this strike? Man, it'll probably be till middle of football season because once uh once these uh pretty much I feel like all the stuff that's going to be coming out is stuff they already had written, right? Once that like once we get closer to the new year, mm-hmm. I mean that's when the, that's when the drought is going to happen, right? Where all these sure. networks are like, all right, we ain't got we ain't got nothing else to, to put out. I feel like they're either, you know, forcing Russian stuff out that they had, um, like they're emptying the tank. So pretty oh, yeah, much once, 
pretty much once the tank is gone, done, then now you got to really sit down and uh, negotiate with the writers and actors on, uh, you know, some of these royalties when it comes to streaming. But I'm sure it's still going to be in the favor of the companies and, you know, they'll be complaining about in the few, about in a few years once the show does like almost a trillion views or something like that. And right. then you find out these guys didn't really get paid for it. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, they definitely, I feel like they're definitely going to need to get it done because uh, it's, uh, it's going to be delaying all their other stuff, like all their yep. other big shows that they want to get put out. So I know they're waiting on train your things and a few other things. So yeah. you definitely don't want to have those waiting out to another three, four years. Now you're losing the fan base. People are going to forget what the show's about. Yeah. I mean, it, it hurts everybody, right? It hurts the actors. The writers, uh, obviously, the production companies probably don't feel as much of the pain, but um, it hurts the, hurt the viewers, right? And, and especially, it's tough. I feel like it's tougher for maybe the streaming services, like because you know, I it's, it's easy for me to just go cancel Netflix, right? Like, okay, nothing's on Netflix, I'm just going to cancel it, like I'm not watching it. Whereas it's kind of like harder to to cancel like my cable because I want to watch football or whatever. Uh, you know, live sports or things like that. Um, I don't really care as much about the network TV shows, but like, I'm not going to cancel my, my YouTube TV because there's other things on there I want to watch. So, yeah, I mean, I, I can only, for, for me, I can only do so much of the, the um, reality stuff. You know, I know, I know you love watching a 90 day fiance. I can watch maybe a couple episodes of that. And then just like, I'm like, these people are so freaking stupid. It's unbelievable. Uh, yeah, man. It's just like, <laughs> and that's the thing. I, I, I was a, it was a weekly thing. So, it, you know, it comes on Sunday. I'll watch an episode like once a week. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like I'm uh, binging them. But ultimately, yeah. man, that's the only that's the only thing that's going to be keeping them afloat is the reality TV stuff. Uh, once uh, the uh, they empty the tank, unless they don't come to agreement soon. So it's definitely going to be interesting to watch. Um, it's, it's, for me, more so the the contract, whatever whatever they negotiate. Because they before they weren't even paying people for streams, so uh, it's gonna be interesting to see if they put a monetary value on the actual stream compared to like you know if somebody goes to the movies, you know they buy a twenty dollar right. ticket, twenty dollar ticket is pretty much half of it goes to the theater, the other half goes to you know whatever the company is, and the company breaks mm-hmm. it down based off of you know who's got a uh, royalties or many, there's there's it's almost like there's too many there's too many fingers in the pie right like because when when the when the the movie theater takes their cut or wh- whatever it is the movie theater is going to take some they're going to send some to the production company then the movie theater has to like you know they're they're paying for the film they're paying for you know all their overhead or whatever and obviously they're they're making money on 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 food sales and other things like that but like it's just like it it just seems like it's spread way too thin and you're really banking on like volume volume customers right like just we're trying to get as many people in as we can so we can take these small margins and just, you know, amplify them. But yeah, I, I get that it's where it's tough. Um, I, I think you're right. I think they need to figure out the streaming thing. And I, I think that if you, as much as they don't want to do it, if you release these movies quicker to streaming and then, you know, charge whatever you want to charge, I, I just think you'll get, you'll get more, more business out of it. Cause it's, there's people like me who are like, I'm looking at like Oppenheimer. I want to see it, but like I'm not gonna take my family to go see it, so if I go, it's gonna be like me and Michelle, and she doesn't want to see it, so it's really me, and I'm not, you know, probably not going to go by myself. So I'm gonna wait for it to come out on TV, and then I'll watch it, you know, when, whenever I can on TV. Um, yeah, but that's that's the thing, Dick. It's a, it's kind of like a double-edged sword, right? Because like if you is. have a, if you have like a kids movie, right, and you put it out online, let's say you charge twenty bucks, right? 
to watch it in yep. a household, right? But compared to if you would have went to the movies and saw it. Yeah, that's just being if you went to the movies, right? You got two kids, right? You, you know, your, yeah. your your wife. So I mean, the movie tickets were about fifteen, twenty bucks. So that's a that's a hundred compared to like fifteen. So I, no, I, mean, I, I I understand I understand why they do what they do, but I think I think you know if you bring it out streaming closer to that date where you have the people that are going to go to the movies, right? Like, like the Toms of the world who just like love going to the movies, right? And they love taking the kids to the movies and and doing all that. They're going to go no matter what, whether it's streaming or not. Whereas like, I'm the other, I'm kind of like, you know, I'll go if it's like something huge and something I want to see, but even then I'm still like, "Eh, I don't know. But if you gave me the option, like say uh, you can go two weeks later, if it's one of those movies that, I'm probably not going to go see in the movie theater, right? Like, there's a 95% chance I'm not going to see it. However, if on a on a Saturday night my kids are like, oh, I want to watch this movie, I, I'd pay the you know 20, 30 bucks to to, mm-hmm. to do it because I can just make my popcorn here and do the snacks here and yep. don't have to lug them down to the and I, you know crack open my own beers here and and you know it's just it it's a little easier for me to stomach. Yeah. But it's going to be interesting to see because what's going to happen is like if they start going to like a simultaneous simultaneously release where they're putting out in the movies and the and the um, like on digital, then mm-hmm. um, it's going to, that's going to be interesting to see how the numbers come back and what they negotiate on who gets paid what compared to a movie a viewing compared to a, like a, a yeah, digital and, release. And I don't even think you need to do it simultaneous. I think you could do it like a month after or something like that. Mm-hmm. But if yeah, you but know, then, if you tell me like this is going to be on, it's going in theaters for six weeks, and then it's going to be released for streaming after that. Fine, I, I'm good with that. If I really want to see it, like like Mario when Mario came out, I wanted to see it, so I went to the theaters. If you said, you know, like I don't know what, what another movie is, Oppenheimer, Barbie, or mm-hmm. Tell me it's coming out six weeks later. I'm like, fine, I'll wait for it. Because I, I, I wasn't going to go see it in movie theater anyway. So, I don't know. I, it's tough. Yeah, but that, but the, I, what I think is going to happen is then now we're going to have to worry about the movie theaters because what's going to happen is now movie theaters going to say, hey, y'all putting all this out on, uh, on on digital. How about we lower the splits where we're giving you like a, sure. a, a 70-30 yeah. or a 60-40. Mm-hmm. Now, now, the, now the movie networks are like, huh, maybe we will put it in the movie theater now. Because we get a little, a little more, so it's gonna be. That's what I said. It's gonna be an interesting uh, whole little uh, playout scenario uh, to see how uh, what dominoes uh, uh, fall. But hey, I'm gonna just be watching on my fire stick at home. I'll wait for it to come out. Okay, this doesn't affect you at all. So no, 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 no. But hey, um, but the the main thing is, I just want them to put out quality stuff. Um, sure. I feel like it's a lot of stuff that's. Uh, not not the best quality out there, but we have to wait and see, man. Then uh, I think that's pretty much it, man. I don't got anything else. Oh, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, until next time. Until next time, Rich. I want to thank y'all for rocking out here on the Sports Sidebar Podcast. Give y'all something to ride out on. 